0: The book of Ephesians, we are in chapter one of Ephesians. Now last week we talked, I I gave you a a little introduction, all right, and we went through verses one through three. This week we're going to try to get through four through ten. Sister Michelle is going to be my reader and we needed Sister Alana for this week to be our reference and concordance dictionary, because we need young people that can type without looking and pull up real stuff on Google fast. Because I'm like Campbell's, uh, or progressive, progressive soup. It's in here, I just don't know where it's at. So whatever. <laughs> when I pull up a scripture, I don't want to be able to give you a place, a point of reference of where it is, because I have no notes. Amen. So um, pray for me as I know you are. Amen. But I've studied this book, so I thank God for what um, we're going to learn. Ephesians is is an awesome book because it tells us in the first three chapters of our position in Christ. Right, Father, use me. I've been in prayer all day, all night, all life. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way. So the first three chapters talk about our position in Christ. So we're going to be looking at our position in Christ. And The last three chapters of Ephesians talks about the practice, what we are as Christians to put into practice right? So just like any sports team, if you know your position, it's good to know your position. You got to play your position, but the more you practice, the better you are at your position. So Paul wrote this from a prison cell. He wrote this, Galatians, and Colossians, and I- few other epistles most of his epistles was written from a prison cell and he's encouraging the body of christ he's getting everybody right and the church of ephesus was at ephesus was a powerful powerful church it was a powerful church because after they had adhered to the teachings that paul had given them they had a radical lifestyle change they, they started burning stuff that they wasn't supposed to be reading. They got rid of stuff in their houses that wasn't supposed to be there. They got, okay, they, 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 they were that type of church. And that's what we want to be. We want to be the type of church that has a radical change in our lives because what happens in our lives transforms itself into our communities. Amen. 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 So we learn from verses one through three that we have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Right? So somebody say, we got it all. That means we've been blessed with everything that we need. It is not physical blessing. It's not the church. Come to the church, you know, praising God over a car that you mad you got in the next month. You understand? And, and praising God over a man or a woman or a new clothes, new shoes, house, home. None of that. Everything's spiritual, but that what you have in the spirit can manifest itself in the physical. So now, I believe in verses 4 through 10, I'm going to, you might have to check me and say you forgot something, but I'm going to try to give you, I, I, think it's, I think it's like 10, could be 9 or 10, foundational bricks that we have to get. Because he said, we have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, right? I don't mind if I come up and talk to you, right? So, oh, I'm out of camera shop. I, you took, the guy told me I can't go that way. So what he's about to tell us are what are these spiritual blessings. So starting at verse 4, read. I always want to say that. i got to make sure our mic is on.
1: For well, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Stop.
0: And you're gonna have to, you gonna have to read that again. Read aloud. Read, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna have to flow with me. You gotta watch me because I'm gonna stop you. Say it again, nigga. People in, in, on Zoom and everybody else gotta hear you. So say it loud. What did he say?
1: For he chose us in him. Stop.
0: That's the first thing you need to underline in your Bible. He chose us in him that word chosen means that he selected he picked out means that that God looked down and out of everything and everybody on this earth he chose your stinking mind go ahead tell your neighbors say he chose you, he chose you. Yo, he, t- tell him now you've been waiting to say this for a long time tell him say he chose your stinking mind he chose- Yep, he chose you. He 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 looked down and out of everything else he chose. Now the Bible says, okay, um somewhere, a lot of you will find this one, says that um We are a chosen generation, type that in, get that address for some people. The Bible says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, means that he chose us to be a, a generation that is a chosen people. Where's that at? You found it yet? Where does it say that's at?
1: uh first peter 2 verse 9 first peter 2 verse 9 that we are a
0: chosen generation that out of every generation god said he chose us say i'm chosen i'm chosen uh, i'm gonna get this in you as a foundational brick you gotta know that you are chosen because there are a lot of other people that are not chosen The Bible talks about that many are called. You might have to find that too, Alonso. Many are called, but few are chosen. Right? Right? Means that God called a lot of people, but he chose a few people. I'm going to say it again. He called a lot of people but he chose a few people. See, when God calls people, people have the opportunity to not answer the call. If if I call you, you can look at the caller ID and you can say, I don't feel like taking this call right now. God said he called a lot of people, but a lot of people didn't come. There's a difference if I choose you. Because if I choose you, means you have no choice on whether, um, help me, help me, help me. It means if, if I choose you, then I choose you. And there's nothing you can do about God's choice. He picked us out. He chose us. But but not only did he choose, our, choose us, he says somewhere else. Did you find that scripture? Where's that? Where's that at? Matthew
1: twenty two verse fourteen.
0: Okay, that that that's that's many are called, fewer chosen. Many are many are called, fewer chosen. But there's also a scripture in the Bible. It's in there, but I just don't know where it's at. It's, it says that he chose us. We didn't choose him. Find that because they ain't going to believe that's there either. Oh, uh, we're going to have this Bible study church right now. Find that because they ain't going to believe it's there. That he chose us. We didn't choose him. Now, I don't know about you, but you, you got to you gotta ride with me because I'm your pastor. You know, I'm as real as the kids, and I'm going to say some stuff. But if any of you ever watched um, any movie in the 70s, the early 70s, in them black exploitation films, Uh, any pimp movies if you if anybody in here ever watched a pimp movie you ain't gonna say nothing you ain't gonna say nothing and and you know the pimps had a code it was like she chose me you got I ain't gonna say nothing (laughs) see if the woman choose the pimp then that's her choice the other guy can't do nothing about it i'm just trying to help you understand something the the bible said did you find that where did i say that where did i say that
1: John 15, verse 16. John
0: 15, verse 16. He he chose us, we
1: didn't choose him.
0: means that God came and said, as much as you think that you chose God, you didn't choose him. He chose you. And because God is a jealous God, when he chooses you, (laughs) you don't have a choice in what he's going to do with you because he chose you.
1: Oh, y'all not going to help me.
0: See, let me just say it like this. Some of you are in this church right now, but really don't want to be here. But the fact is, you didn't realize you ain't have a choice. Y'all, y'all not going to say that. When God chooses you, you don't have a choice. See, even when people want to leave God, they go away for a while and then they find themselves. They come right back. It's like God knows how to do stuff in your life to orchestrate now. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, not going to get ahead of myself. I just need you to know that it's important to, to realize that you are chosen. That is good news because a lot of people wouldn't choose you. Here's the thing about God's choice. People choose you because of what they see. God chose you in spite of what he knows. Because in truth be it too, I wouldn't have chose me not a day. But God knew. Now, now go ahead, finish the scripture. What did he say? He, he, not only did he choose us, what did he do?
1: Before the creation of the world. Stop.
0: He chose us before the foundation of the earth. Oh my God, that's so good. Underline that. That's a brick. You gotta know you was chosen before the foundation of the world. That means before anything grew, before he spoke the world into existence, before your mama was made, before before Jeremiah, before he before knew you in the womb. y'all not gonna say that. Before he knew you in the womb, he chose you that 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 God looked down now see that's awesome before the foundation of the world because he's alpha and omega means this y'all means that he's not only the author and the finisher of our faith but he knew exactly how much faith it would take you to get from beginning to the end I'm preaching already he chose you before the foundation of the world God looked down through eternity knew everything about you knew every choice you would make knew every bad decision you would make knew how raggedy you were and he still chose you even before the foundation of the world i'm, I'm preaching already christian i don't know what you waiting for he chose us in him before the foundation of the world That's good news. Why? Because that means that whatever the world throws at me, it can't do me no harm because God chose me before he ever allowed anything in the world to affect me. Y'all better help me. He chose me before the foundation of the world. What did he choose me for? Help me, help me. I feel my help.
1: To be holy and blameless in his sight. Stop. Underline that. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy
0: and blameless in his sight. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy. Now, other translations say should be. Y'all better help me. The the, the truth, if you go into it, here he said, he called us that we should be holy and blameless. Somebody say, I'm holy. Now, let me help you. We already, we are teaching ministry and you already got this class, but let me just go ahead and break it down to you. Holiness has nothing to do with clothes. Holiness has nothing to do with anything on the outside. Holiness simply means separated. See, I'm not going to say nothing. He, He chose us in him, in him before he spoke the world into existence and he called us to be, that we should be holy and blameless. Now, now I could be separated, God, but I sure ain't blameless. Yeah, now, now y'all better help me because look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it was your fault. Uh-huh. You you did make that choice. But he he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy. The, the, that means that we should be separated. I'm gonna say it again. That means that we should be. Separated. Separation is possible, but it's not always practiced. See, if he says I should be something, he's telling me that there is a possibility I can walk in it, but there's some stuff that's keeping me from walking in it. He's telling me I separated you to be holy, but you keep getting yourself in dirty stuff that keeps messing you up. You're like a dish that wants to be eaten off when I've set you up that only I can eat. Offer you. I set you up to be wholly separated and blameless. God says He's able to present us before the Father faultless. He says, I'm blameless, means that this has to be talking about opposition in Christ because there's no way it can be any other thing. So what he's telling me is not that I should be set apart. He said, because of what Jesus has did in him, I have already been set apart. Oh, uh, y'all not going to say me. See, see, I want you to get this, y'all. I need you to get this, that you have two addresses, even if you're homeless. You have an earthly address and you have a heavenly address. Because we are already blessed in him at spiritual blessings. Oh, y'all yeah, not going to say nothing. I'm getting ahead of myself. But he's telling me you are still sitting on a shelf even though you're dirty on earth. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's saying what they see is a dirty plate but I still see you clean he, that's what Paul meant when he said in Romans the good that I want to do I do not do why is it the evil that I don't want to do I keep doing I see then that there is a war waging in my members my flesh who is always doing right I see then that there is a law that sin is present even when y'all lack help me up in here so then I see that it is no longer I that do it but it's the sin in me, see you can't charge me for what God already <laughs> paid for. So even though I may be living dirty, I'm sighted as clean. Y'all better help. Me. <laughs> that I should be holy and blameless. What else? What else? What else? I should have been okay. preaching like this. Go ahead, say, say it again.
1: Blameless in His sight.
0: In, in His sight. What else? Come here. Come on. In love. In love. Stop. He did it in love. Everything he did, it was in love. Why did he choose us? Because he loved us. Why did he do it before the foundation of the world? Because love is unconditional. Why did he say I was holy and blameless? Because whole love carries and remembers no wrong, no evil. No, love is patient, love is kind, long as y'all better come on. He said it all in love. Love was his motivating factor, and he did it before you ever got to perform so he can let you know that my love is unconditional. Y'all better help me. See, people want you to go to church, and they put condition in religion, but there is no condition in a relationship with God. Y'all better, he all Already canceled out any condition. And the reason why it's so hard for us to wrap our minds around it is because we have been taught about love and our love says, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> but if you remember what God did for you late ago, then you would understand that your love is... well. Let's go, let's go. I'm I'm trying to get y'all out of here in 15 minutes. Go for it. What's next?
1: He predestined us. Oh, stop. Underline that because that's
0: deep. He predestined. He, oh, oh. He predestined. I'm going to be here for a minute. I'm going to be here for a minute. He predestined us. He chose us before the foundation of the world. We holy, we blameless. He did it in love. And he predestined us. That word predestined means to predestine. It means that our destiny has been sealed beforehand. Who? It means that it was already planned and mapped out. God does nothing by accident. Your steps have been ordered by the Lord. Not only the good steps, the bad steps, the side steps, and the slips. That's why he says a good man falls seven times but gets back up. If it was no blood, there'd be no get back up. Uh, Seven is not a number of limit. Seven is a number. That is a cycle. Y'all not going to say nothing. How many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times 70. No, y'all not. I'm teaching up in here. So he says he predestined means that he already looked into your future and set it up. That you will get to wherever he said you are going. I did an illustration some time ago about predestination. And to give it to you in a short view, it's like it's like the boat. It's like there's a ship and Jesus is the captain of the ship. And if you're a predestination, talks about the destination of the ship. So if you go on a cruise, you got destinations. That is pre-planned. That's a destination. Now, the only thing that you have to do is get on the ship. When you receive Christ, you get on the ship. But if you jump off the ship, you ain't getting to your destiny. So the prerequisite for destination is that you stay on the boat. That's why God made it so impossible for you to jump ship. That's why forgiveness, if you slip, there's another thing. But some, some, if, in other words, some people believe that if you got off the boat in the first place, you was never on it. That's not true. That's not theologically correct. If You, you can get on the boat and get off. But the thing is, you better get back on before it leaves port. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> So God said, I already got a destination for you. You just got to stay on the boat. you going to get there. Said, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, that's why Paul said when the storm broke, he said, this shit might go under, but I'm getting over to the other side because I got a destiny. I got an appointment. I got something I got to do. I got God. God got something for me to do. Predestined. So no devil in hell is going to stop me from getting to what God had predetermined that I'm going to get to. Ain't no amount of brokenness going to get me, not get me. To my destiny there's no sickness that's gonna stop me from getting to my destiny there's no hindrance no divorce no weapon no thing that's gonna form that's gonna stop me from getting to my my crazy thinking ain't even gonna stop me there's no addiction that's gonna stop me there's no y'all not gonna say nothing because I've been chosen in him before the foundation of the world that means I got to get to where I'm going but predestination also means to set a predetermined limit. Y'all better help me. That means that whatever came in your life to try to get you, God said, I've already set a predetermined limit on how far it can go. Yeah, that's what the Bible means when he said, I've never put more on you than you can bear because God knows exactly what you can take and there's a limit to how how far it can go. Have your neighbor say it can only go so far. You can only go so low. The Bible said Peter was walking on water and began to sink. And Jesus, I better help me. It might look like I start to go down, but even when I start falling, God said, I'll lift. I am preaching better than you saying amen up in this place. You need to understand that whatever you are facing in your life right now cannot take you out. It is only there because God allowed it to come in the first place. And if he allowed it to come, that means no weapon. (laughs) So when it comes, you got to learn how to shout over your trials. You got to learn to shout because he said it's making you stronger. It's increasing your faith. It's letting you know that I before you, who can be against you? It's telling the devil you got to back up. You can't go. Remember the story of Job when the devil said, I I would attack him, but you said a limit, a predetermined limit. God said, I'll remove and I'll extend the limit a little more and he'll still bless me. Do I got anybody that feels like they are to their limit? God said, I got you. So we are predestined. But not only that, go here, read.
1: For adoption to oh stop.
0: stop. Help me up in here. This is gonna be so good. Adopt it. Let's see, that that, that that means let me talk to you. That that means to be brought into a family and given all legal rights and inheritances. It means you're special. It means that God thought more about you to set you in a family other than the people who actually birthed you. Means that You are so powerful that your natural parents couldn't drip the anointing needed for the adopted. That's why the devil messes with adopted kids and they spend all their time trying to figure out why mommy and daddy didn't want me. When they should be thanking God that there was somebody that God had predestined.
1: That's
0: why I gave you the assignment to find out that just a couple Jamie Foxx was adopted. Nelson Mandela adopted. Y'all not going to say nothing. But not only that, tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, you adopted too. (laughs) See, the chosen people was Israel. The Jews. Now, last I checked, none of y'all got Jew on your birth certificate. And all the Jewish rights were given to that nation in the Old Testament. But when you get adopted, you get to go back into history and tap into granddaddies. I'm talking about Abraham. Jews was acting. See, let me help you. We read about them Jewish. We we read about the children of Israel. You know how jacked up they was. But you can't do nothing about it because they're God's chosen people. God ain't never cut them off. They kept getting in trouble, cry out. Get in trouble, cry out. They just got out of Egypt and was having orgies, and down at the, they couldn't leave, Moses couldn't leave them jokers for 30 minutes. I don't see y'all in six days. I ain't even gonna ask what y'all doing in them six days. It's written all over your face. Y'all not gonna say that. You're not gonna say that. They was acting a fool. The Bible says, "Lonnie, you might have to find this one. I don't know. This might be hard for you, but he chose to engraft us in the Gentile nation to provoke the chosen people." Because they was acting a fool. Remember, the Jews crucified Christ. But they are still his chosen people. That does, Listen, that's terrible, but that's good news. Because that tells me, if he's still choosing them, and they crucified him, my cousin ain't really bothering him. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> y'all, 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 ain't, y'all not gonna tell me. But he adopted us. He's He put in children that was not his own so that we can get them mad because of how good. Here's the thing about adopted people. If you've, if you've been adopted, I told you you're special especially because the adopted family, usually a good adopted family is going to spoil that adopted kid rotten because they want to lavish love on somebody that felt so unloved. Y'all getting it in a minute? Y'all getting it in a minute? So what he does is he blesses us so good to convince us that we are now have access to everything in the house. See, you gotta go with me in my mind. I'm thinking if I'm gonna adopt a child, I'm looking at this mansion like, okay, but the other kids who are supposed to be there, they, 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 they might be treating me like I ain't supposed to be there. But I can, I don't have to ask daddy, can I go in the refrigerator? I, I, I'm in the house. I don't have to that is, is my room. I'm a part of the family. I, I may be feeling out of place, but once I figure out what this is mine to, y'all better help me up in it. Some of y'all keep walking around the house like you don't belong there. <laughs> walking around the house like can i touch it is this mine? can can i have the keys can i drive it can i walk in it can i wear it y'all not gonna say nothing when i go home it's funny that my daughter she come home from college and she want to put my slippers on and walk around the house where my slippers at something about the kids they just always want to put on your stuff now, I be in my closet looking at my stuff like my daughter ain't dressing like that even though she be asking me for my hats and my hoodies sometimes. But I know when DeAndre drink his size, he going to be looking at my closet like, I'm going to just wear that. Now, I'm going to be a little upset that he ain't ass, but he can wear it. Y'all not going to say nothing. God is saying, why are you getting upset? You have not because you ass not. And you ask not. Oh, my God. It's in the house. You can put it on. Put on, put on your righteousness, put on your joy, put on your peace, put on your love, put on your kindness, put, a, put it on. But you keep going in the enemy's house, looking in his wardrobe, and trying to wear what the enemy got. But God said, I chose you, and because I'm a jealous God, I'm going to sit there outside of that house, looking in the enemy's window, like you know she belonged to me, right? You ever been... Loved by a jealous man. That's dangerous. But a jealous man can only go so far. A jealous God. A jealous God saved Sarah by going into the bedroom and messing up the Viagra. All oh, because you adopted He protects us because he's a doctor. Th- Wait, go ahead. I'm about to get y'all out of here. Let me get y'all. I know y'all getting tired. Now go ahead. What's else? We not only adopted, I'm not only special. Watch this.
1: To sonship through Jesus Christ. Say that again. Through sonship. It, to sonship through Jesus Christ. So we,
0: we got sonship. Keep going.
1: In accordance with his pleasure and will.
0: Now, it was all done because of his pleasure and his will. Not your pleasure or your will. He did it all because he felt like it. Go ahead, keep reading. Where we at? We're trying to go to verse 10. But we're going to keep stopping. Don't don't go past verse 10 because I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. All right. He
0: did all this, so we should be praising him. He said all of this to the praise of his glorious grace, not just grace. Grace is unmerited favor. He said, glorious grace, glorious grace is when you think for a minute, I'm going to get you to picture your glory, the glorious grace and why we need to be praising God. Not just because he chose us, not just because he did it before the foundation of the world, not just because I'm holy and blameless, not just because I'm adopted, not just because I'm predestined and it's planned out and I'm getting there, but all to the praise of his glorious grace is because I know me. I know all the dark things that I've done. I know all the dirty places I have been. I know the times I should be dead. I know when the bullet didn't hit me. I know when the knife didn't cut a major artery. I know when I didn't pass out because I sniffed so much cocaine and I didn't believe they didn't find me OD'd on the third floor on 5th Street. I know because God's mercy is so, so, so good. And not only because I know how dirty I've been, but I look at where God has brought me to right now and how he has blessed me so good. See, I'm going to preach to myself. You can go ahead and hate, but if you just think about how God, how good God has been to your raggedy behind, to your angry self, to your nasty self, to, to all the beds you laid into all the... All the lies you told, all the stealing you done, all the, you ain't gonna say nothing when you start thinking about how good God has been in spite of where I've been. It's nothing but I can praise God because he's so good to somebody that's been so So don't you get up in nobody's church and act like you all that. You all Mr. Holy. You all know the scripture, know how to live, don't watch no TV, don't got no radio. Like you ain't never listen to Jodeci, ain't never drop it like it's hot. Ain't never, you ain't gonna say nothing. Like you don't know what Hennessy tastes like. Like you don't know what reefers smell like. Y'all better help me. <laughs> a bunch of self-righteous people. The devil is a lie. If God did not look down and pull us out of the miry clay, where would I be? I'd be in hell. I'd be in. I'd be running hell. I'd be throwing bodies up in hell. I'd have demons. And the mere fact that I can preach the pain off of this walls is nothing but the grace of God. That's glorious grace. I want somebody to say glorious grace. When you look at me, you don't just see grace. Huh? You're looking at glorious grace. glorious. They might be fake eyelashes, but they're glorious. You ain't gonna say nothing. You and your glorious self. Do I got any glorious girls up in this house that can say, God, I thank you. I wasn't acting like a woman, but now I got a virtue because Jesus died for me. I don't need no man touching me. I don't need no ring on my finger. God married me. God said, I got you. Do I got any glorious gentlemen up in this house that said I once was lost? Yeah, what verse? Okay, we almost there. Read the rest. Just read all three. I'm going to get y'all out of here.
1: In him, we have redemption through his blood. Oh, stop. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I, ooh.
0: Somebody say redemption. Now, watch this. I'm going to give it to you briefly. I'll, I'll touch big on it next week. But listen, redemption simply means this. To be paid for. To be to have a Price paid for. It is a term, a theological term, that means to go in and to buy and ransom someone who was a slave so that they are no longer in bondage. Now, I need you to catch this, church. us before the foundation of the world he established our holiness before our redemption uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he, he declared us holy in him before he brought us back it had to happen that way Because it speaks to the fact that you could be paid for and holy and go into a place that you had no business going. So what happened was we were in bondage to sin. Right? I said sin. Somebody say sin. Now sin, when you hear sin, it's talking about nature. It's talking about our fallen nature, Adam. First Adam, we all come into the world sinners. We didn't sin, but we're sinners, a state. Redemption purchases us from the state of sin. So when he brought us back, he delivered us from the bondage that we could not free ourselves from. He changed our nature with redemption. So now I have power not to do. not, not, no, no, let me help me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have the power not to be in bondage. But bondage doesn't speak to behavior. It simply means that Jesus paid a price that the enemy could no longer have. Thank you. Holy Spirit is home. Uh, The enemy could no longer chain me up. Even if I get caught up. The Bible talks about how the enemy was taking us captive to do his will. We were taken captive. He can't take us captive no more because we don't belong to him. When Adam sinned, it opened the gate for the enemy to then have us. But Jesus died and he redeemed us back. Oh, uh, yeah paid the price. Now, theologically, don't get it twisted. He did not pay a ransom to Satan because there are some in theology who thinking have this wrong, messed up thinking that Jesus had to pay a price to hell so that we could be let go. But that's not the case. Here's how it works. Jesus had to pay a price to the boss who is God because Blood is the only way to redeem. And because Satan didn't own nothing in the first place, he didn't didn't get paid. (laughs) But God was so awesome in redemption that he died, laid, and went in hell Well, pain the fear in heaven to have the authority to loose those who were in hell. So he brought us back. So now when you get tripped up and you get caught up, now you don't have to be in bondage. The enemy wants you to think you're in bondage. There was a time, you remember, when you said, oh, I'm going to never do it. Oh, you get seven days uh, out tomorrow, I'm not going to do it. I swear, I'm never going to go back. And then you find yourself right back in it. You keep going back to it. You say you ain't going to never do it. Oh, God, forgive me. Then you're right back in it. You got to be careful with behaviors because behaviors will lay tricks on your mind and make you think you're in bondage. Because the only way for the enemy to keep you in bondage is to make you think that you are guilty of what <laughs> guilty by your behavior. So while you keep playing over your behavior, God keeps saying you're free, and you keep saying, "Well, why do I keep doing this?" And the devil said, "No, you bad. You keep doing it." But God is saying, "You're free. You're still my child. You're the prodigal son, but you're still my child. You went away, but you're still my child. I'm waiting for you, but you're still my child. I'm, I'm trying to help." you. So the devil's saying, oh, you can't go back home. God said, I'm waiting for you to come back home. God said, the devil's saying, you can't have it. You ain't worthy. You're guilty, but God says, there's therefore now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Y'all better come on. He paid for me. I'm redeemed. I'm his. And he's not going to return you.
1: Let me help you. Close it out. Preach. Forgiveness of sins. Stop. Read it again. The forgiveness of sins. Stop. Say that last word again. Sins. Sins S. Redemption
0: dealt with the sin state. Then he comes back and says, Not only that, I'ma deal with what you're gonna do. your state even the forgiveness of sins sins are the things we do (laughs) he he said I already paid and changed your state but I know you still gonna mess up so I'm gonna take care of that too Somebody better praise God for forgiveness of sins. Uh, the Bible says he died for our past, our present, and our future sins. So while you looking at me and judging me for what I'm in right now, God said, I got forgiveness. That's why the Bible says you gotta forgive if you wanna be forgiven. If, if you think you're perfect, And don't need forgiveness Then go ahead and act all bougie And stuck up But I know that in my craziness I'm liable to sin any minute Y'all ain't gonna say nothing I'll go
1: y'all
0: i sin and I know it To do is say, God forgive me. And the Bible says in 1 John 1, I know that one because I had to use it. If I confess my sins, He is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. That if I say, Lord, I did it, I know I did it. That's why Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? I thank God. I thank God. You might can't forgive me, Uh Uh-oh, I'm about to bring it in. Five minutes, so I got five minutes. I'm going to get y'all out of here early. Go ahead, go ahead. Read it. I ain't going to stop you no more, I promise.
1: In accordance with the riches of God's grace. Stop.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: That he lavished on us. Stop. I'm going to just
0: give you this, because the other week I preached, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask and think according to the power that works. in who? Us. But this one says, according to the glory of his riches. Wait a minute, let's not even deal with that, because I'm I'm preaching to a rich church.
1: Amen. Look at
0: that word again and say that word, that
1: little word. Love Lavished. It.
0: Go ahead, say it, it just sound good, run it off your lips, right? Lavished. Lavished. Sound like it should be a drink, right? Lavished, Lavished. I'm about to drink some lavished. (laughs) Y'all not gonna say (laughs) that. Y'all not gonna say (laughs) that. Lavished. That's the pour on, that's that's the smear on, that's the have it running over, that's over. He said, I blessed you. So he lavished it on us. He, He just, oh my God, overflowing. Okay, go ahead, finish.
1: With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ.
0: All in his perfect timing. He lavished it on us. Not only that, his his key. He made known to us the mystery of his will. There are people who wish they could see the things that we see in the scripture, but he made known the mystery of his will. In other words, he let us in the safe. We in the house, he opened up the treasures of heaven and let us know. You don't ever have to wonder what the will of the Lord is for your life. Once we get Ephesians in our spirit, you gonna be so bougie, I ain't gonna know what to do with you. Everybody just gonna be walking around here knowing I'm forgiven. I'm loved, I'm chosen, I'm accepted. Some people have not accepted you. Listen. Some people lose their mind because they don't feel accepted. But I've been accepted in the beloved. I, God, God chose me. I don't. I ain't worrying about you not liking me. God chose me. Nobody else ever, ever had to pick me like Rudolph for the reindeer games. Uh, I ain't gonna say nothing. I, I'm gonna shine. I, I I used to get. this is good news to me because I used to be so, especially young people when boy, people making fun of my voice and not be feeling like I'll fit in with nobody and not nobody want to deal with me. And I wasn't good on the basketball court. So the people would play and they'd be like, you take Dre, I ain't going to say like Be last, be seven people on one team, six on the other, take Dre. Because he going to self-check. Not no more. You ain't. When God showed me who I was, that I didn't have to be accepted by anybody. I don't need no church people to accept me. I don't need no leaders to accept me. Paul Paul didn't have to be accepted by the disciples. It was good, but he knew... He was chosen. He was called out of time. He was favored. God lavished him. I'm blessed. Tap your neighbor, say, I'm blessed. God keep blessing me. He keep opening doors. People is mad at me. I'm driving nice. I'm eating nice. I'm living nice. I got joy. I got everlasting peace. I can go to sleep at night. Ain't worrying about the feds kicking my door in say nothing. I'm glad that God picked me. I don't know about you, but he picked me. He has a lot of people he didn't pick, but he picked me. And we thank God. Everyone stand. Hallelujah. Through We're the first 10 verses, get that in your spirit. That's why you can't get involved with everything and deal with everybody because you've been chosen. Now, I'm gonna say it every week. I honor we called your name in this building last Sunday, and it took God six days to go ahead and manifest. You ain't going to say nothing. And we call it Alexis name. And we call it Wendy name. And we call it everybody because you belong to this. But I don't care what you do, where you been. God chose you. Yeah. Chose you. Yeah. Got a plan and a purpose. Yeah. And grown folk, we got to understand that we would love, you know, our children going, well, they're going to do stuff. We're going to get upset. We're going to be wondering, but we was, remember this, remember this, God chose your raggedy behind when you was 15, before the foundation of the world, while you was 15 out there smoking and all kind of stuff. That don't mean you stay in it. Don't get it twisted. I just want you to not to forget that you still belong to the cruise. Right. <laughs> you ain't got to be struggling about where you're going to eat when you know there's a buffet. Yeah. Oh, taste and see yeah. that the Lord is good. This girl done had hip surgery not even two weeks ago. She The next day she in Walmart. That's an addiction. We're going to pray that off of you. I don't know where he was at riding in that thing, but in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. All right, Lord God, give him, give him strength, Lord God, to stay away from that Walmart for a little while. In the name, name of Jesus. I said, this girl just had surgery and in the stuff. and no, I'm just kidding. Bam! No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. And we thank you that we're chosen. Now, if you're watching, and you're on Zoom, if you're on band, if you're going to watch this online and on TV, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want you to get saved. We want you to get on the boat so that you can be in him. The problem is a lot of people are in a whole lot of different stuff. And it ain't him. Get in him. Just say this prayer. Father, forgive me. I am a sinner. I believe that Jesus died and rose for my sins. And I ask him to come into my heart and live his life in me. I thank you, God, for saving me. I thank you, God, for delivering me. Now, God, teach me how to walk this walk so that I can be faithful to you. And I can grow and my life can be changed. If you said that prayer, you are now on the ship. Don't jump board. Stay on the boat. You have been predestined. You couldn't have made the choice if God didn't have you make the choice. Let me drop this on you. There's something about predestination. People say, well, we have a choice. What about free will? Well, there is free will. You do have a choice. But God chose first. He knows. But I still have a choice. No, I'm I'm, not about to help you. I believe you do have a choice, but I think God knows everything and he already knew the choice you would make. And he already orchestrated everything in your life to make the right choice. That's the God we serve. So Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the faithful. Continue to help us to stay on this course. Next week, we see everyone. Say, say, next week, I want to see you. Look at that neighbor next day. I expect you to be in your seat next week. That's right. That's right. That's right. Tell them, look at it. I expect to see you. I expect to see you. And we bless you and we give you praise and glory for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace.